And now, the starting lineup for your... Gangsters, what's up, guys? Are you a slacker? Envy. I'm not going to debate you, Jerry. God bless the internet. Hello and welcome to Flicking and Screaming. My name is Jed Sprague, here with my co-host, JT Chipman. Hey, everybody. And Evan Fagundis. Hello. And this week, pick up your phone. We're talking Scream versus Scream, baby. But first, as always, how are we? Evan, how are you doing? Oh, I am juiced, honestly. I am so excited to talk about Scream. We we don't talk about horror movies enough, I don't think. And I'm just... um. This has really picked my week up. Getting getting into getting into talking about this movie has picked my week up. I'm I'm ready. I love it. Chip, what about you? Hey man, we're putting the scream in flicking and screaming, aren't we? What else could we want? What else what else could we want? I'm 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 really excited to talk about this. Uh this 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 pairing is such is such a fun one. And uh I'm really excited. Yeah, I mean scream versus scream. So when I said that to my wife, she was like, What do you mean scream versus scream? And I was like, 96 versus 22, baby. The requel is out. And we got to see how it stacks up to the original. Um, just a couple of quick t- things to touch on before. I want to talk about first why I like Scream. Because I'm out and out not a horror person. But I, I said in the group chat, I actually really like Scream. And so I think what I, upon like, especially like this is mostly talking about the original. Um, upon rewatch, uh, for pro- I mean, it's probably like the fifth or sixth time I've seen it. I think it comes down to the fact that I don't really view this as a horror movie. I view it as like a whodunit movie with with like gore, right? With a ton mm-hmm. of with a ton of like gore and 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 kills and stuff. And I also like the meta aspect of it all, right? Of of it like you have to abide by all the rules of of the horror movies and like the characters themselves like like talk a lot about horror movies. I mean it, it even comes in the beginning and you know the conversation is what's your favorite horror movie? Uh, I I like that aspect a lot. And I also think there's large periods of this movie that like dip away from the horror and more into like the mystery. And so I like that aspect more. It's not like nonstop jump scares. It's not like constantly feeling like it's trying to scare me. So I feel like this moments where it does scare me really like actually live up. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that as like a non horror person is why I like the, this, like the scream franchise and scream in general. What do you guys think? I mean, so I think that this is almost a fun pairing with our House of Gucci conversation from last week, which I think Jed is very excited to watch again. But when I think about especially 96 Scream is just capital A acting. Like, I just think of actors who are kind of sinking and, and chewing their teeth into something uh, pretty wild and kind of pushing themselves maybe beyond realism, but I think creating just a really exciting environment and sucking you into what their on-screen performance is doing, whether it's licking a blood corn sugar combo off of their finger, or I don't want to get too deep into what Matthew Lillard is doing, especially Matthew Lillard, particularly in 96 screen, but they're going for it. We got, we got hams, turkeys, just total chickens out here going nuts. Yeah. I I do love that part of it. Evan, what do you think about it as like my analysis of it more as like a whodunit mystery? So that's interesting, and I think that's a great point. This movie is about five different movies kind of all mashed up into one. Um, it's also a movie that's just sort of like like a Clerks or something like that that's just kind of like a, a talky nerds movie. Um, but I think that's what's amazing. Like, this movie is made for people like us. Like, this movie is made for people who just love movies. It's so cool that it came out at the time that it did because it seems like it's in such, like, a conversation with, like, Tarantino movies and stuff like that where it's, like, the whole point of the movie is, for me, it's, like, getting recommendations. Half the movie – or half the movies that Stu throws out, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that. I'll have to catch that movie. And I know Wes Craven, you know, and Kevin Williamson put it in there because they're, like, we're obsessed with horror movies and movies in general. Um so it makes sense that you'd like it, too, because basically all the people talk the way we are talking right now, just the whole time. Yeah, I love the moment when, um, God, what's his name? Um, I can't remember the character's name, but when he stands up and he pauses, he goes, hold on, you guys don't know about the rules? And he's like, basically, like, clearly telling a bunch of people who just, like, want to see, like, all the stabbing. They're like, these are the rules of horror movies. 
And like, I love that part because it's so something that I, I, I feel like I've done where I've like been with like a family member or friends and I got a pause movie watching. I'm like, hold on. Do you not actually understand what's happening yeah. here? Like there's so much more than what's on the screen right now. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a great point as well. So we touched a little bit on it about it, but like what other things do people love about the scream franchise? Cause we probably top, I mean, it's definitely top five most influential horror franchises, right? Yeah. So I just want to put it out there. I should have said it earlier. I had not seen a single scream movie until January of this year, 2022. Oh, wow. And I would like gun to my head. I, I'd probably say it's my favorite overall horror franchise. Oh my God. Overall, like now one to five um for that overall one. like consistency overall enjoyment that i have like there is not a single installment that i don't enjoy some are better than others no doubt um but i am so in on them versus like literally the most recent halloween that we saw i could barely even make it through the whole thing that's a really good so that's a really good segue to what i want to talk about and kind of shift from 96 now to 2000 and 22 which is a weird year to say out of my mouth out loud um but what do we think about this wave of like horror requels right so like the requel is like basically like redoing the sequel but it's like parts of the original but then like like there's like ties to the original characters but then it's like modern adaptation at the same time where do we sit on this uh because halloween you know just had that it works when you do one of them which is why the 2018 halloween was pretty good, which is why the 2022 Scream, I think, is really, really pretty good and solid. If they try to make Scream, I guess, six or Scream Kills in 2024, like they did with Halloween Kills, eh, I'm not too sure. I'm not Scream. too sure. I just feel, you know, why can't we just have a nice thing and just enjoy that nice thing? Why do we have to drag it down into the ground with us? Capitalism. That's why. Mm, my yeah. boy. It's interesting. This one... The requel is so much more, and I don't, it pretty much is just like a straight sequel. Like they can call it a requel, but basically they're only calling it that so that they can reuse like two or three of the big set pieces and stuff and, yeah. and have it make sense. Um, because this one is, is still kind of doing its own thing and a continuation of a story that we've been watching. Um, which I appreciated. And it just lends itself so much more to that because it's like, at least it's recognizing it as it goes along. I mean, I honestly wish the, the latest sequel that we got really dove into that even more, like really was just as brash about talking directly about sequels and stuff like that as like two is in which the entire movie is based around people arguing about like Godfather two. And yeah. So I haven't seen scream two. So I feel like that's a, I mean, I was going to say it's, it's hard for me to imagine them talking even more about the ideas of movies Dude. and requels, but Dude. I guess if I haven't seen Scream 2, I'm missing out. Scream so. 3 takes place on the set of the fictional makings oh, of the, the Stab movies? Yes, the Stab movies. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely incredible. You're so, literally watching the, the sets that they use like from a wide enough perspective that you can see like all the like the booms and everything. It's wild. It's, yeah. So, Real quick before we hop into like the game itself of versus, mm -hmm. uh, do we want to talk quickly about like what we really thought of the 2022, um, you know, the the latest Scream? Because I think we've all said, you know, in different ways. I think uh, you said it's your favorite overall franchise. The 96 Scream is my favorite horror movie bar none period of all time. Um, and I think obviously Chip likes it a great deal. We've kind of teased that we like it. What are some things that we specifically like about 2022 Scream? Honestly, I feel like a lot of my stuff, I don't want to step too much on my categories. I will say that um, I, there were things that I liked, things that I didn't like. Uh, overall, I liked it. I mean, they just they they kept it scary, which I appreciated. Like not all not all sequels of these horror movies that we're talking about, like continue to be scary. And this movie felt very scary and fresh. I thought it was scarier than the original. Yes, it is scary than the I, original. I agree. I, I did see it. I saw it in a completely empty theater. It was literally just me. Um, <laughs> the manager had... Same... No, oh, my God. Like, yeah. terrifying. It was like I walked in. It was almost like I walked in. Like, the guy was, like, sweeping up popcorn. And, like, and, like he might as well have been wearing the ghost face mask. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. so terrifying. It, I think that made it scarier. Um, <laughs> I, just, I also just find it so interesting that meta is so important, important in Hollywood. But with 
Matrix 4 with Spidey No Way Home and with this. I mean, again, that, we'll talk about that more in categories, but just that those three coming out within 45 days of each other is 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 nuts, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's a sadly a really good look of just what all mm-hmm. movie theater yeah. movies are going to be moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it did a good job. What I liked about it is that I was ex- I was almost expecting it to just hit the exact same beats as the original, like I like of like, you know, who the killers were going to be. And it like, it kind of like feigned yeah. that a little bit. It um, did, but didn't at the same time. It, yeah, it, it, was, like, it, it did homage to it, but it was still, I don't know. It was nice. It was, it was nice. I liked it. Um, But I also like weirdly, okay, this is going to sound dumb. And like, I don't almost hesitate to say this because I get enough shit for like my, my jaws take and my Denzel. But when I watched the first scream, I like was sitting on a couch with like, six people in college and i remember being like there's two of them like there's no way there's not two people yeah and everyone like who had seen it before was like you fucking like you googled it like you've seen it and i was like no i didn't like it just like makes sense that like there's like he's too many places at once and so like i got i got that upon like original watch and so i feel like almost like a sense of pride being in tune with where the story was going. And this one actually surprised me. So I was like, yeah. that gave bonus points in my mind. Are we going to spoil uh 2022 scream? I don't think we should. Okay. Ooh, no, because okay. I feel like this is a podcast. So, okay. That's going to, it's going to be tricky. I mean, but we're I literally talking about it. the story, but we can, yeah. we can do our best. We, we should give like some I, type of discussion. I think, I, I think we shouldn't give away the big. Spoiler, yeah. But we can yeah, spoil sure. like, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I could be wrong. Do you no, want to just it? No, that's fine. There, it it's it hasn't come out like um like this yeah. on demand or anything yet. I feel so. like it could be a podcast for people that maybe are like, uh, is it worth my time? And then yeah. Yeah, they are like cool. scream versus scream, and we're like, you know, whether or not to go see it at the end of the okay. day. Um cool. You guys want to hop into uh into our game? So yes. as always, versus is a points-based game to determine which movie is the best movie objectively uh, in the non-objective opinion of Flicking and Screaming. Um, there are different categories. Story, sound, cinematography, acting, all worth five points apiece from each of us. Overall feel, all worth ten points apiece from us. And then a collective ten points for the legacy score, giving each movie a total of 100 points Whoever gets closest to that 100-point mark is objectively the best movie. We're going to start out with story, and I need Evan's scores, and I need them bad. I need Okay. Them bad. All right. Story. Um, I'll start with uh, the original Scream. Can we call it Scream and Scream 5 or something? I think I think uh, people are calling it Scream 5. Yeah, we can call it Scream 5. Okay, I have it, thank you. I have it as 96 and 22 in mine. Okay. In my... So 96. Um, it's a 5. Face <laughs> Evan makes. It, it's, a, it's a 5. Um, and, you know, some people might argue that it's a little bit cheating because honestly, lots of the lines from this, from this script, as far as the dialogue goes, are literally stolen from other movies. Um, half of them are honestly just like movie titles, but, but I give it so much credit because one, I like hearing people talk like this. I like to think that I try to talk like this. Um, so I love to see it on screen and there's just like such masterful storytelling um and part of it is direction part of it is like the written story but even the way they like um have a purpose of showing you like a door getting caught on another door so that when there is a threatening situation it makes sense to you like physically how things are happening and the way they like set up the house and like lots of that is storytelling and and, like the the story itself creating those situations but um yeah it's just the best and it's such a great up and down of like murders and like whimsical conversation and stuff like just taking place back to back um uh i just i i'm kind of obsessed with it and then for 22 i'm going three i it's fun i like the meta aspects i will say having watched all the other screams like leading up it could have been more meta as, as crazy as that sounds um and I don't know. I wasn't as in love with like the real heavy, um, like, uh, lifetime of trauma type, um, type stuff that was going on in the first half of this movie, um, into kind of the, the middle third. Yeah. So I have the exact same scores. Um, I have a five 
for the original, and I have a three for 22. Um, I'm uh, 22 first, just quickly touching on it. I think you said what you need. we needed to say. I'm out on tr- like trauma being just the main storyline of everything, of TV shows. Like, like lifelong trauma is overplayed at this point. Can we like let, – let's get it together. We all have trauma, people. Like we get it. Again, I, think I don't that's- actually. I, I worked through mine. <laughs> Magnolia Clean. got chipped yeah. uh, where he needed to be. <laughs> Um, and Tamer. Eyes shut. yeah, and I, I, I 100% agree that the original is a five because mm-hmm. I think the way it uses, like I flop between a four and a five for that exact reason you said, right? Like using, um, like stolen lines and like using like horror tropes as a way of like integrating it into the story and guiding the story. But I think at the end of the day, like all it does is add, and I think it's a hard thing to make it like not step on the story. And I also just think that what they do uh with like making you think different people could potentially be this like be the killer but at the same time basically telling you the whole movie who the killer is uh is a uh, incredible balance and uh i really really i really love it and i think it's got my it's got like the scooby it's got the scooby-doo moment and i know it's like hard to say scooby-doo because matthew lillard's literally plays shaggy but it's got the scooby-doo <laughs> moment that's like of of like the mask coming off and like just the immediate like flip of a switch with like who it, the villain is and who the murderer yeah. is and i love that moment i mean i literally did it i acted it out on the uh in the intro of him licking licking the corn syrup off of his uh off his body and like just the way his face moves when he shoots the other guy who i can't couldn't remember his character's name Stu. Um, Stu, yes Stu. i love that scene in the in the movie, uh, in the, like the blockbuster, basically where he works. That's yeah, great. Yeah, that's a great scene. It's amazing. Yeah. See, that's um, the shit too, and that scene just doesn't matter, but it's so good. Yeah, it, it, it's like that scene. I think like the whole. I love the whole sequence when the principal gets murdered. I love yes. like I love the sequence when um, they're all sitting around the fountain, like right after, and it's like those. <laughs> you're just kind of like, man, these guys are joking around about this like way too easily um there's just it's there's so much good and honestly that intro that beginning of this movie like never ever ever ceases to literally make my the like the soles of my feet were sweating like this movie and and the alex honnold uh documentary about him free (laughs) free climbing uh oh yeah yeah. el capitan free solo Mm. those are two movies that make the soles of my feet sweat for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, but yeah, so five five and three for me. Chip, what are your scores? I'm more of a palm sweater than a soul sweater, but I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Um, so I'll, I'll shoot uh, Scream 5, Scream 22, some Bay. I'll give it a four. Um, I do, I, I, I think this movie actually is a bit predictable, to be honest, um, which I, I won't get obviously too deep into because of spoilers, but I think if you just look at the surroundings of the movie and some of the castings, I think you can I think you can see a few of these things coming. But I think the payoff is worth it, especially for uh, for one of the characters. Okay, again, I'm going to make myself shut up. <laughs> I think the payoff is worth it. I do agree that I rolled my eyes a bunch at this movie. Um, I think that there are multiple storylines that don't work at all. But I was still I was still really entertained and I still I still really enjoyed the movie. Um, and then Jed has a question. Is it safe for me to say and I didn't say this that I think I would have enjoyed the newest scream more if I could have streamed it. And th- and I think it's partly unfair. It's partly due to the fact that I thought it was on streaming. And then I, like, I had to like basically just give up a lot of brownie points to my wife to go grab this uh, last minute and, and watch it. But I feel like this was a movie that like I would have like like to watch in my home maybe because i wish i could have like hidden my eyes with a blanket or something from some of the the gore but i don't know maybe you would have liked it more i don't know if it affected my enjoyment i think that it will help the movie pick up steam of course just because people will be able to watch it at home with their friends with their partners shout out to to rachel the backbone of this podcast the uh the hidden figure really really propelling us all um but i'll give it a four for the new scream and then 96 scream it's a five obviously i don't know what else to say um it's it's a perfect horror story it's you know it, it's we're gonna talk more about this in legacy but and feel but it's obviously tarantino and 
the quote I thought about a lot rewatching this was when Tarantino was promoting Kill Bill and he went on that local news station with that reporter who was like criticizing him for the violence of the movie. And she's like, why do you do this? And he's like, because it's so much fun, Jan. That's why, you know, it's it's an iconic quote. And it's like, this movie is fun. It is horrifically violent and brutal, but it is so funny at the same time and so pleasurable uh, to, to watch it. So, yeah, it's 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 a perfect five. It's fun. Yes. It seesaws so well, too. Like, Jed, I love the kill of Henry Winkler. That's such a great scene. They set it up so well. And mm-hmm. it comes directly off, like, a rom-com level meet-cute sort of situation between Dewey and Gale. That's where, right. like, what ends up being a real-life couple literally, like, has their first, like, lengthy interaction. And mm-hmm. he kind of does, like, the, like, boyish good looks thing. Like, uh, it's just immediately yeah. into into Winkler being just stabbed to death. I got to say, I got to say, uh, Courtney Cox is the best she's ever looked in this, in this movie for sure. And I love like her character. I think this is a really good use of her quote unquote acting abilities. But, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I, I think she's good in this movie and I, I, I dig it. And I also love when she gets punched in the face. I mean, that cracks me up every time. She's Um, legitimately great in 96 scream. Yes. It's perfect casting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So after the first category, uh, 96 is up 15 to 10. Um, Evan, please keep me honest because I've been known to miscalculate. Often, (laughs) uh, I did not. Yeah, I got you. I did not major in math. Um, Okay, moving on to second category: sound. Five points each available from us here. Uh, Chip, let's snake draft this. Uh, What are your scores? So I have the same scores, just a five and a four. Again, I think that the Scream soundtrack, I wish Evan had sent in the group chat uh, some music from Scream 2 as well, which also has, uh, just from just from what I had heard, was was really delightful. But I, I think that it's just some of the best soundtrack work that I've heard in a horror movie. I think that it adds to how legitimately terrifying it is. I think that... I think that it adds more to the scares of, of the newer Scream. I think that the older Scream is a little bit more like... I don't know. I, I it, it's it's just it's less um, jump scare horror in the in the older scream and more just building up the tension slowly and slowly and kind of letting it play out versus you know kind of how the music will drop out and then come back in the newer scream. Um, I don't have I don't have a lot of notes on. It. I think the sound is great as far as just like the 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 sound design beyond the music. I think that especially the hospital scene in the newest scream is incredible. I think that. That is that's a scene that uses silence to its advantage and uses like the squeaks of the wheelchair that uh, I think Tara is her character's name. I think Tara is in or like even the way that she's crying, like the blood is squelching out of her hand as she's trying to move the wheelchair. Um, Again, empty theater helps with that. But I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, So my scores uh, for this, I actually gave them both fives. Um, I think they're both really good for different reasons. I thought. Uh, that like and I, I think a lot of this could just be influenced by the fact that I haven't seen a ton of movies in theaters so I thought the, like 22 Scream like just really dialed up the uh the like the like you said the sound design like the physical especially during the really gory parts it was like yeah the skin crawling noises mm-hmm. uh, and 96 Scream just has an incredible soundtrack like American Pie level great soundtrack yeah as, 100% as well as um, you talked about building tension, but the way they build noise, I really noticed it's like quiet, quiet, quiet. They're having a normal conversation and then they're on the phone and he's screaming, right? Like, like, and it's like very, you're like, Oh, like the jump scare, like the biggest jump scares are almost like in that first sequence or almost when he starts to get elevated, like, don't fucking hang up on me. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh. we should not discount just the sound design of the voices on the phones. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah so, um, for me, they're both fives. They're really, I, I really, really think like the sound is is some of like the best parts of of both of these movies. So, uh, Evan, what about you? Yeah, so I got fives as well. Um, and lots of that is the sound design because they do have really cool soundtracks. Like School's Out playing directly after yep. Winkler gets stabbed to death is just like Huge. god level. Um, Red Right Hand playing when they're kind of evacuating the town, it, it like makes it seem like it's like Tombstone or something, and like. 
uh, a Western like dude is riding in on a horse. You know, this is like, also the first time I've watched I've watched this movie since having watched Peaky Blinders. Yes, so Red Right Hand being in it was like mind blowing for me. I completely it's in all of them too. It's so yeah. great when they bring it back. Um, but the the actual like sound mixing is cool. So my example for uh, the first scream is when they have the movie Halloween playing and they mess with the levels on the TV so that sometimes you're listening to either the dialogue or the music from Halloween through the TV as you're witnessing events. It's just like a really cool mix that they do. Um, and then in the most recent one, dude, what I'll say, this movie was scary as hell. It scared the crap out of me. And I had about five other people in my theater, so I didn't get the, the lone theater like you guys did. But dude, the sounds that it made when he was stabbing people or like when he stabbed like into a wall or something was wild yeah like it was really like loud and gruesome like when he he like when he was harming the the girl in the first scene i was just like my skin was crawling because of the sounds that that were like produced i yeah this this movie scared me a lot Mm -hmm. and i was like i was like i was like yeah we'll do scream like like Scream like has a couple scary moments, but I'm not that. But then I saw the new one and I was genuinely like, yep. I, reg- I almost was like, text you guys. I regret this. I regret. <laughs> yeah. And Chip, what you were saying about that music that I sent into the group chat, um, that's like kind of Dewey's theme. And I believe my favorite part of the movie was was when they played his theme for him for about five seconds there when he was kind of like back in the game in the new Scream. Mm-hmm. I uh, we'll talk a little bit more about David Arquette, but I was I was moved. Fives. Fives. Okay. After this category, we are uh, still pulling slightly away. Uh, 96 is at a perfect 30. Will it break Prisoner of Azkaban's 97 points? I'm going to find out. <laughs> also, is it wild that Prisoner of Azkaban got 97 out of 100 points? No, it's not wild. It's a perfect movie. Perfect film. <laughs> we we should totally do. By the way, we should do like versus all stars, where we pit like the mm. two highest scoring movies against each other, like redo. We should do uh, like in like extra categories. So yeah. Let's get, let's get Quarren. Let's just call Quarren. Let me call him real quick. Alfonso. There we oh, go. Yeah. Oh, Alfonso. Alfonso yes. Um. Okay. Moving on. Uh. So right now, ninety six, thirty points, and twenty two is at uh twenty four points. Cinematography. Uh. Evan, kick us off. We're snaking it. <sighs> All right, so right off the bat, five for the old Scream, uh, and I'm definitely going to talk about that more. Three for the new Scream, because it, it it looks good. It looks cool. Like, some of the shots down low of Ghostface standing up behind somebody are, like, terrifying and just done through really good camera work. But it just felt a little bit more traditional than um, – especially when I'm pitting it against this other movie. I, I'm probably being unfair to it, but I don't know. There, nothing jumped out at me as much. Um, now, from the first Scream movie, uh, this is some of my favorite cinematography of all time. Yeah. Um, they do, like, the slow dolly pans of the suburbs, which is, like, straight out of Halloween and just as effective here when they're showing the empty streets, you know, that have been cleared out uh, because of, of these killings. Um, but some of the best stuff that they do, like the second shot of this movie of Drew Barrymore is in the first callback, uh, after she's hung up the phone once and it's an immediate Dutch angle. And it's just like the most unsettling thing you could imagine right off the bat. Like the, Mm -hmm. and this movie uses Dutch angles really well. Um, and God, I don't want to do, okay. One other thing that I'll, I'll say, and this is partly like direction, partly cinematography. They are so good at after a character has moved away from something lingering on whether it's like a door. Um, so sometimes it's like an up close of a door handle of a closet, just of a dark space. It's like creates this constant sense of unease. And it's just like this slight, almost imperceptible thing that's just created by them, like sticking on something a second too long. Yes. I love it's, it. not, it's not even just the sticking on something. I love love all the scenes where like Sydney is getting attacked, but then they will flash back to where she just escaped from and Ghostface is gone. And you're like, it, and it plays that music. That's almost like, Ooh, is he yeah. maybe actually like not from this world? Like, you know, some of the other, like, you know, movies that they're, you know, uh, paying homage to. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 So I, I, I dig, I dig that a lot. That's a really good shout. 
Um, you you didn't talk. Sorry, you didn't get a chance to talk about uh, twenty two yet. No, it's it's all right. I I I think I covered it off the top. Like it's really sol it's really solid in that I wasn't like ooh that was weird the way they shot that or anything like that at any point. But um, I just wasn't like blown away by it. Um, so, yeah. I so obviously I also gave ninety six a five. Um, couple. I think the way they use car headlights in this movie as well, I just love. Mm. Uh, that's the only really thing I have to add on top of what you uh, have said. And once again, the whole principal Winkler murder scene, uh, just absolutely iconic shots of like him getting scared by the ghost face, like in his office. And, and yeah, it's all, all really great. Um, I gave 22 a four because I automatically bump up a point for any movie that's released these days that doesn't look like it's one of those weird, like, way too digital netflix original movies mm-hmm. so it, yeah, uh, i thought it, i thought it looked a lot better than than those movies and so it automatically um bumped up i couldn't give it a five because it doesn't look nearly as good but i had to give it like points for just looking way better than most movies do these days um so i gave it a four uh, but yeah i thought it was solid i think that's like probably a really good way uh to put it evan is just like there wasn't anything that really stood out to me like this is cinema, you know, how I can, we, you, we could all get when there's great shots, but I didn't, there wasn't anything where I was like, ooh, gross. Like I thought you guys are going to laugh. I actually did watch the Halloween remake. I watched Halloween kills in preparation for this as well. Mm. And, and I liked that a lot less than I liked this movie, but I thought that one looked worse than this did. Yeah. So four. So I've got the same scores, five and a four. Uh, obviously, five for 96 and four for 22. Again, 22 is just like, just good, you know? It, we we should celebrate good just as much as we should celebrate great in a weird way. If that makes sense. Um, I thought that I really like how 22 uses doors, which, um, like, specifically the doors at oh, the kid from Prisoners and the kid from 13 Reasons Why. You know you know the kid with the, with the blonde highlights. Um, yes. When his, his, his band. scene, he what? He's also in a band that I'm gonna I I'm gonna forget the name, but it's actually a good band. Oh, good for so you. So I'm gonna I'm going to. Wait, uh, are we talking about the kid who plays? What? I forget. I honestly don't remember his character's name, but he's he's in Hugh Jackman's Prisoners. Uh, I have the wrong one. Pulled oh, up. yeah, Dylan Minnette, the kid yeah, who yeah. plays Wes. Yes, the, Wes. The tribute that's to Wes Craven. That's yeah, and, um, uh, Wallows is the name of his band. Right, mm. Go go stream actually, Wallows on your. Actually, service of choice he's he's good he is he's good in this movie uh but like his he has a scene in this movie where he's like opening a bunch of doors in succession mm-hmm. the music is coming up and down and up and down i just thought that was really well shot yeah um and then the hospital scene is pretty well lit and pretty scary uh and well shot too nothing crazy obviously scream 96 is a masterpiece it is so cool the way this movie uses fish lenses to like represent characters that are on a screen so there's yes. a moment where the teens are watching i think halloween and it's a fish lens. And then you see a monitor inside the television network van of the teens with the fish lens mm-hmm. and other characters are watching it. And you're like, oh, we're watching the movie within the movie within the movie within the movie, et cetera, et cetera. And By then the way, we didn't talk. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but we didn't talk about the 30 second delay story point enough. Oh, um, my God. It's like that's so brilliant. Anyway, it's so it works so fucking well. And they bring it they in, they bring not a 30 second delay, but that character watching a movie, someone coming behind them again in 22. And it works just as well because of that character, the way that she has talked about movies the entire time, kind of like Randy did in the original. Um, but then I just love to. So Stu actually in, in the original, he dies from a TV screen to the face. And that's not necessarily cinematography, but it kind of is. It's like the way that we are watching this screen with our face up to it is the way that Stu dies. So it's more symbolism than like, you know, DP work. But I I feel like it has to be mentioned in this category. 100%. Great call. Uh, Awesome. So after uh, the cinematography category, uh, Scream 96 is pulling away. It's 45 to 35 as we enter the acting category and chip is going to kick us off what do we got dude matthew lillard <laughs> what like i think that 96 scream has to be a five literally just because of matthew lillard's tongue i don't know outside of like 
some 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 uh, perhaps films for the more adult crowd, whether I've seen an actor use a tongue in such an effective method other than this movie. It's it's everywhere. It's so long. Yes. I don't know how. And then it, it, it's really incredible. I mean, he's just going for it. And then, I mean, can we talk about how sexy to Billy Loomis is? Like, I mean, he's so like we the jet you the way that you lick that corn syrup off of the imaginary corn syrup. I want to have sex with the corn syrup after that. I don't know if I want to have sex with this corn syrup or Skeet Ulrich more. Skeet because Ulrich has not aged well. Let's just put that out there. He's so Let's, 90s. So, yeah, he is very 90s. The hair is very 90s. And like they obviously were doing some work on his face in the new one because he does. That's not a spoiler. He's in the credits. He does make an appearance in the new one. I won't say exactly how, yeah, but, but there's clear they, there's they, some digital work done. Yeah, they digitally. Yeah, they they Irishmaned him. Um, I hated that plot point, by the way. I don't know if I hated that plot point. But we can come back to that. Um, but he is. I mean, just this 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 cast is just so sexy. Uh, even you know, David Arquette's little mustache, I think, is is working for him at that time. I don't know if it works in 2022. I don't is know this, if it does. Is this where Courtney Cox and David Arquette met? By the way. Uh, in 96 Scream or like in, in real life? 96 Scream. Like, I mean, like, is this where they, because, you know, they got married. Right. Yeah. yeah I so don't I'm, know if, if and, they actually did meet on set. That'd be funny. Especially just because they got married in like 98 or something, right? Well, so. Maybe so. For reason. Yeah. Even if they weren't together, maybe the spark started to fly. Listen, the set. chemistry is palpable. Yeah. I mean, and you can, it, it's it's very funny. They're, are they still married? No. No. Long. Okay. Long since divorced. I was going to say, I think that I don't know how well that works in 22 Scream, which maybe is just because real life stuff stuff fades away. But um, also, huge shout out to Henry Winkler. Hugh, I've, I've been, uh, my roommate isn't making me watch, Ashes are making me watch Arrested Development. And he is uh, Barry Zuckercorn, the lawyer. And he is so goddamn funny in that this show. Is this is your first time watching Arrested Development? First time watching, yeah. Wow. So it's money in the banana stand. We should honestly, I would do, I would do. Like there's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the banana. I would <laughs> do an Arrested Development. I think it's the best TV comedy of all time. I, it's rising up there for. It's up there with like Community for me now in terms of just like God tier. Um, it's so good, it's so good. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Nev Campbell is great. I mean, and this is a crossover. Nev Campbell, I think, is great in '96 and '22, and I'm going to give '22 a five as well. Oh, because yeah. I don't know if it's a perfectly acted movie. In fact, I don't know how great either David Arquette or Courtney Cox are in the newest one. I don't know if I'm fully bought into the emotional journeys that they're on. I think I'm more bought into it for Arquette than I am for Cox. But like when they're trying to have their little moment of reconciliation, I'm like, eh. And especially now that, you know, you, you think about when they got together and not got together. It's like, eh, I don't know if I buy it. But I think that the newcomers are really good. Uh, Sam and Tara, Melissa Brera and Jen Ortega are really, really good. I love Jack Quaid. He's amazing in The Boys. I thought he was amazing in this movie. Um, all the like other teams are like sufficiently, you know, kind of goofy slash skeezy enough, whatever, the, whatever the, whatever they need to be for the, for the particular plot points. And then I do think that uh, Matthew Lillard does play the voice of Ghostface in this movie as well. I think that he is uh, uh, voicing. And I do think, according to the credits here, Henry Winkler shows up in a background somewhere. So that's good for him. Isn't Ryan, Ryan Johnson's like in it, in like the stab part of it? Well, he's he's in... I mean, again, we'll talk about this more in field, but this movie is entirely about Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi, which is so funny to me. It was, <laughs> I was not prepared for and expecting at all. I just um, like, I don't know how to like, I, w I wasn't like sure how to square as like, is he in this movie? Do you I, say? They say his name, I think. I know, but is he like, that's like, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was hard for me to square. At first well, I thought it was a throwaway gag. And then it was like, oh, the entire plot of this movie is about The Last Jedi, which is The Last Jedi actually the most important like blockbuster of the last decade. That's yeah. my take. <laughs> we should actually do a Last Jedi solo pod because I feel like that would, I would do that. that. I love because Last Jedi. I also think that the Last Jedi thinks that it was a solo pod, and like that's the problem <laughs> with it. Like we have to honor the spirit. Yeah, honor the spirit of Last Jedi, not realizing it was the second movie in a trilogy, but also being great. 
exactly. Good energy. Uh, um, so both, both two fives, two fivers. Okay, cool. I uh, I gave ninety six a five. I gave twenty two a four. Um, I, Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing else to say. This whole scene at the end when when they're stabbing each other to try to frame <laughs> frame Sydney's dad and and. He's like, I think you got me a little deep, man. I might be dying here. It's like, yeah, yes. It's so good. Uh, I I love it. Um, I there's like re- Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on this podcast. Uh, so good. And mm-hmm. such a great intro to like what this franchise is about. Like the way she plays and like. Like she like plays this kind of like seductress, like oh you mm-hmm. wanna you wanna take me out, and then like immediately flips the switch, like I'm terrified, like yeah, so good. It just sets the I don't know, it sets the stage. Um, good hair. I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed. To, I don't know if that's a kind of a blonde wig that she's working with, but it's great. Ninety, very nineties. Very. Um, nice. I think Winkler is kind of like the sneaky MVP. Yeah. Uh, of like acting in this movie because like just his little moment. Like and obviously a lot of it is has to do with music, but when he like puts the knife up or the scissors up to the uh, the students when he catches them, yes. like, expels them, and it's like, oh shit, is Principal Winkler the fucking or? I mean, wait, hold on, is his name Principal Winkler? Uh, uh, I don't. Henry think Winkler, so. Principal. Anyway, when Henry, <laughs> we're gonna call him Principal Winkler for the purposes yeah. of this podcast. When Principal Winkler puts when he puts the scissors up to the student and he's like, maybe I should gut you just to show all mm-hmm. of your peers what a heart like heartless people you are. I was like, oh shit. He's uh he's Principal Arthur Himbry. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can we talk about the fact that like there's no way any real like high school students would respond to their principal being murdered by and like hung from the goalposts being like, we got to get there before he's taken down. Let's go. Dude, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. That's the genius of the movie though. Is like, I love that. No one is ever scared until they're like dead. Yeah. yeah. Like it, um, it makes it so fun that like you're almost, I don't know. It throws you off so much. Cause I totally agree, Jed. Like that scene is like jarring, but at the same time, like it sets up the ending so well. But I also <laughs> feel like it's like, that's like 90, like, some part of me writes it off. I'm like, ah, 90s kids were fucked up. Like, I know people that are, that are, you know, 10, 15 years older than me that were pieces, are pieces of shits. Like, yeah, that's probably what they were like in high school. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I went five and four. Evan, what about you? Um, so I went, gosh, this is really hard. Part of it is like, I don't know if I can just give a perfect score to the original screen movie, even though I am, a. Uh, I'm down to okay. Sure. I'm gonna go five and three. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, so the original, everyone's just so perfectly cast that like that's the thing that I love so much about it. Like Nev Campbell, is she one of my favorite actresses? Like probably not, but she's just so perfect for this like kind of unassuming parody of a scream queen because she really isn't scared. Like she's such a badass in all these movies, and it continues in two, three. Um, and four, not as much in five, just cause she's not in it quite as much until the end. Um, oops, I heard spoiler alert. Um, but it's no, not too much of a spoiler. Yeah, it's not. It's I not think too you, much. I think people will watch this and realize she's, she's going to be, be in every scene. So. Yeah. Right. But she, yes, exactly. Um, but everyone down to like Rose McGowan is so good as Tatum, her friend, like kind of mm-hmm. playing that archetype of, of the, um, just kind of like airhead friend. Um, and then Courtney Cox perfectly cast, and I, my guy David Arquette is just unbelievable in these movies. Like I'm not even sure he's that amazing of an actor in them, but he's putting so much into these performances. Like it's so vulnerable. The but little he, smiles that he gives to ice cream, dude. Yeah, the ice no, cream cone. That's the best shot of the movie: is the sheriff smoking a cigarette and him yeah. eating an ice cream cone. Yes, um, it's a it's great shot. Their, it's both their way of getting comfort. It's like mm-hmm. such a fucking oh yeah. Um, absolutely. And, and he's just so, and like the way he's like, I figured, I figured, I figured we could walk down there. Like just the way he delivers those lines is so great. He's like, unless you're scared, you know, it, it's just really good stuff. Um, I just, I, I love everything about what he's doing in these movies. And then Matthew Lillard, 
kind of goes without saying like he has the flashiest part and he's just the perfect person to play the biggest ham in the world um pressure man i'm really vulnerable dude really vulnerable um yeah that stuff is just really good and the way he's like i'll be right back you know he like plays into that like the meta aspect of this movie so well and then three for for the older one or for the newer one just uh yeah i mean everyone was good everyone was definitely good um, I just wasn't blown away and, and lots of people are having to do like really dramatic acting and maybe it's just because it wasn't exactly the vibe I was, I was expecting or looking for. I just, uh, I didn't connect quite as much. Um, so I was more prepared for it, so I didn't hate it as much. I kind of knew that there was gonna be a little more serious and I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I've seen a lot worse serious. I have. Yeah, that's true. I see. I don't know how to scale it on. I don't want to say they're bad. You know, I'm like three because I'm like, yeah, it was it was solid. You know, but um, I, like I had had problems with. Like there was no one. I was like, ooh, they really they really messed up that yeah. one. I feel like it's a different discussion. Being like, has like the overall quality of acting gone down? You know, sure. Like overall, you know, I feel like you almost have to like judge the way I try to judge Twenty Two is like on its peers. Yeah, like current peers. Like I don't know if you could judge it on Ninety Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I will say so. Jasmine Savoy Brown, who played uh, what was her character's name? Uh, Mindy. Uh, she's like the human letterbox, right? Um, she she's basically just like spouting off takes the entire time. She probably yes. has a podcast. Like I yes. thought that she really, I, I I thought she was like the glue of that. Yes, group, right? it made me believe like how all these people talk together and the way that they are clearly influenced by her. Yes, that's that part made everybody she, else more believable. Yes, and she's like the best part, and she like embodied the feeling that I love so much about Scream the most, and was just super. I don't know. Every time she would talk and she would be doing her thing, I'd be like, "Can the the whole movie just be this? Mm-hmm. Like, can we like not go back to the hospital maybe yet? Like, let's just stay here <laughs> sure. a little bit longer." But I, I I agree. I think it was. I think if it it could have been more insufferable. But both on performance and both on time spent on screen. So I think they nailed both of those to where it wasn't insufferable. I'm sure some people are going to watch that and like just be like, oh, gag me. But I thought it worked. Yeah, I I agree. I think they found a decent balance. Yes. Um, Okay, cool. Uh, After the acting category, 96 is still at a perfect score. Mm -hmm. It's pacing. Yeah, face off against Prisoner of Azkaban uh-huh. in the in the screw in the the uh, versus all all stars. Uh, Twenty two has forty seven points, very respectable forty seven mm-hmm. points. Um, overall feel, uh, Evan. Yeah, hit me with your scores. So for the new one, I, I gave it a six. Um, like definitely really solid. Had a good time in the th- in the theater. I'll definitely watch it again. Um. Like I said, like I think I've been saying all along, like there were things that I wish could have been a little bit different and, you know, it didn't absolutely blow me away. But to take on like a, a something that's this big in like popular culture and come away like with basically everyone coming away with at least like, you know, a thumbs up um, and not like trying to kill it or anything is like definitely means something that I felt the exact same way. I was like, yeah, this is a good good continuation of this story that uh that didn't you know ruin anything for me or, or anything like that which for some of these movies i feel like can be the bar um and then so for the original scream so i'm giving it a nine i'm giving it a nine. Oh my and it is it is almost it, it is perfect for what it is like and it's already become one of my favorite movies of all time so the reason I feel like I'm almost going to have to defend why I'm not giving it a 10 more than talk about why I love best. it so much to to give it a nine. This movie's amazing. I, I don't know if it's like on the absolute like pantheon level, like 20, 30 best movies of all time for like necessarily. Um, it's close and and it could be. But. Yeah, it's a nine because it's it's near perfect. Like it's made the the story um, is like timeless. The acting is really good. Like we talked about the sound design. There's so much in it that like I will return to forever. Um, so I think, yeah. So do you think there can only be 30 movies in the history of cinema that can be tens? I don't know. 
you know, I probably should give it a 10 because I feel 10 out of 10 every time I watch it. So I, I can't choose your score for you. I just I, I don't, don't want you to limit yourself. I mean, I literally give it nine. I cross you're out. Sticking with, you're sticking with a nine. You're sticking with a nine. Well, uh, we'll circle back. We'll circle back mm. when when you guys have gone. Good business talk. So here's the deal. I also gave it a nine. For the reason that I couldn't give this movie a fucking perfect score. And I think we all have to agree that the legacy has to be a 10. So I gave it a nine. Um, and I think this movie's phenomenal. I'm not a horror guy, but I, this is still my favorite horror movie. So I don't know if that like takes away points or adds points. But yeah, nine. Uh, and then I gave 22 a seven. I was like pleasantly surprised. I kind of walked in with it being awful. Like I was mm. expecting it to be really bad. And it wasn't at all. Um, will I watch it again? No. I so is that because just of how scared you were? Yes. I'm a little, I'm a widow baby. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a widow baby when it comes to being scared. And I will only watch movies that scare me if I like get a lot out of them. So like even Scream, which is my favorite scary movie. This is the first time that I, the 96 Scream, that I've watched it in like three years. I watched okay. it on Halloween three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a, I'm not a scary movie person. Um, and then I think like, I don't know, like there are movies like, like Ari Aster movies, which I don't, I don't think are horror movies. I think are just like, just fucking phenomenal movies that scare the shit out of me. Which, which this new movie talks about and kind of mocks the elevated horror a little bit. Yeah, I know we've, we've litigated this, right? We've litigated it, but um, I'll return to those first before I return to these. Like it takes a mm. lot for me to like want to be scared because I'm a person that lingers on things. Uh, I didn't sleep very good last night. I won't, <laughs> I won't sleep very good tonight. Um, and that's because Ghostface is haunting my dreams. And I cradle my 10-month-old daughter and I'm like, don't worry, sweetheart. Like Ghostface isn't real. Like that, I am that kind of person and I'm not ashamed. That I'm a widow baby. So, uh, yeah, nine and nine and six for me. What about you, Chip? Yeah. I'll start with twenty-two. I'm going to give it a seven. I think I, I do think it's solid. I had a good time in the theater. I like that it kind of makes fun of Gen Z. I like that it makes fun of millennials. It doesn't. I feel like it doesn't pull its punches against anyone because it's not afraid to like open the movie mocking the Ari Asters and the elevated horror. It's not afraid to kind of I think then close the movie mocking the older mindset of horror and kind of the, the diehards for the original. Um, I think that it's just, I think it's just really fun. I think it's really solid. I don't think that the melancholy brings it down too much for me. Um, it probably could use a few more jokes. I think it probably could have been trimmed down a little bit, but I had a really good time. And I mean, the best joke of the movie is the first scene where Ghostface calls a landline and the character who's about to talk to Ghostface turns around with a cell phone in her hand mm-hmm. and then answers the landline, which is it, it acknowledges it. It knows what's going mm-hmm. on, but uh, it's going to it's going to go with it. Um, and then you guys are morons. I'm giving Scream a 10, giving 96 <laughs> Scream a 10. So it will end up. Sorry, Azkaban. Sorry, Fonzo. But if Legacy holds it 10 and this movie's going to end up with a 98. Because it deserves a 98 or even higher. Um, It's just so funny to me that this movie came out in 1996 when I was born. There has been this brand of meta humor. Are we all 96 babies? Yep. As long as we've been alive, guys, this franchise has been around. And this style of humor, this brand of, of comedy and gore and brand of character as well, not only with the villain but also with the teenagers has been around our entire lives and there's a reason that it still lasts and it still hits like it does. And we have, uh, you know, we can say that we're the same age as that franchise and it's, it's literally perfect. I think that, uh, you know, this, you know what this movie is, is it's a great pairing with reservoir dogs. We hit, we hit at it with Tarantino a couple of times already. These characters all talk like they watched bootleg or they, they went to blockbuster rented reservoir dogs far too young and then base their personality around it, just as we base our personalities around Reservoir Dogs and Scream. And I love that. 
I, I can kind of see myself in this movie. I can see myself yep. in Woodsboro High, at the fountain, at the blockbuster. It's goofy. It's it's violent. It's scary. It's but it's a little bit of me. Love it. Um. All right. Moving on. We're at eighty-eight points for overall, or after overall feel for ninety-six and sixty-seven. It is a fucking blowout right now, which I think. Yeah. We, we kind this of is the biggest blowout so far, right? Yeah, I think we kind of expected that, right? It's you can't compare the OG to you know a knockoff. But uh, legacy, I think. Real quick, I think we should zoom through this because I think it's an easy category. Um, I think easy ninety-six is a ten, and I I gave twenty-two a seven because it's kind of like. I think it lives up to the legacy without yeah. I think it's really it would have been really easy for this movie to be way worse than it was. And so I mm-hmm. gave it a seven. Do you guys kind of I think so. It's gonna be interesting once the internet gets a hold of this because again, it is it, it doesn't take any prisoners, especially at the expense of internet armies. Reddit, 4chan with the Last Jedi stuff. I'm curious once it hits streaming if it's going to um suffer. From that, and if it's going to uh, raise the ire of the basement dwellers across this country, signing their petitions, <laughs> that's honestly so, what I like. Uh, I liked the most about this movie. Oh, 100. It was just like, yeah, fucking eat it. Yeah, fans yeah, yeah, yeah. of everything. Correct. It's 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 fan. It's it's fandoms, man. It's all about fandoms. Fandoms get angry. So. I think that that will affect the legacy, but I'm good with a seven for now. And I think also we have to understand that fandoms aren't real people. Uh, we can <laughs> we can discern a legacy apart from what a subreddit might say. You good with that, Evan? Ten and a seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm honestly really curious to see. I've been hearing this movie's making money. It seems I haven't seen specific sure. numbers, so I'm just so curious because it's like the last Halloween, like you said, Chip, like the kind of reboot was pretty good in 2018 or was like at least like really serviceable and but i feel like after it came out i didn't really think about it much until the next one was coming out you know so i'm i'm yeah. interested to know how this one lasts in you know in the uh like the scream like canon sort of yeah. obviously it's in the canon but i'm just like people talk about one a lot like two i know is like pretty popular and then it starts to you know probably like i don't know they all kind of like lower in um in overall like popularity yeah. as they go. And then go. there was a TV show, but, I, th- I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's been but, like video I mean, games and stuff too. There's like a lot of screen yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been Flicking and Screaming versus in the biggest blowout and also the record score in the history of versus dethroning Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm honestly, I wasn't expecting that um, tonight, but uh, 98 points. Wow. Two points away from perfect score. Are we ever going to get 100? We will. We will eventually. I think we've purposely not put 100 movies in the the conversation quite yet. That's probably true. Um, Even though National Treasure is probably. (laughs) When we do National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When's National Treasure 3 coming out? Fuck, I need it so bad. God damn it. Cage, Uh, Bruckheimer, get on your shit. Um. Yeah, where is Jerry Bruckheimer? Is he still alive? We'll see. Um, but yeah, and a 74 for 22. I think a respectable 74. That's what I'll get. Really respectable. Yeah, really yeah. respectable. Um, I recommend the movie. I mean, if you don't yeah. want to see it in the theater, it'll be on streaming. Give it a watch. Yes. Yeah, please please do watch it. I think it's worth your time if you like horror movies. And if you're like me and you're a scared little baby, I think it's still like you're going to be okay. Um, Thank you guys, as always, for listening. This has been Flicking and Screaming. If you haven't already, what the fuck are you doing? Follow us on Twitter at Flick and Scream, on Instagram at Flicking and Screaming. We are ramping up social content, people. We have an intern joining us soon. That's right, an intern. Ooh. Um, and next week, we're going to be ranking. Ranking. That's right. My favorite type of episode. I'll put it out here. The Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise. How many are there now? Are there five, six, five, four? four? Right? Five. I thought there were five. It's five? three, and then the two other ones. So it's it's okay. the main, it's like the original trilogy, then it's Stranger mm-hmm. Tides, and then the latest one. I'll be honest. Okay. I don't think I know for sure. I haven't seen the latest one. I don't know about the one because the I've latest seen, one's like twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen 
I've seen all five. We're also going to, on this podcast, give a Johnny Depp eulogy because he's dead. His career is, is yeah. Oh, do you want to break that? You want to break that story down, Jed? You want to take lead on that? I'll let you. I don't. I I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, break, <laughs> litigate the Johnny Depp thing. But but what I do know is that his his career is dead. And so what I will do is yeah. is eulogize. Um, we've we've already had to step in it with licorice pizza. I had to eat it there. I had to eat it You can, your turn. We all put it on our list. How how did, I mean, we went the whole pod without talking about the fact that Skeet looks exactly like Johnny Depp in this movie. Uh, Yeah. He's like literally a Johnny Depp clone. I don't think that was non-purposeful. I think, I think the costume design team did a number. Just, it was a look. Yeah. It was a look. The t-shirt, the white t-shirt with the bloodstains. Woof the hair yeah, yeah. If, you, if you google like 90s emotionally damaged heartthrob who's gonna come up it's yeah it's gonna be depth he employs yeah. his like version of acting we don't need to go into this too much either but he's like very much like a blank slate yeah similar to like that early 90s depth stuff too like that seemed to it's weird too because i actually like what he's doing at the end when he's like doing stuff a little bit more oh, but i mean he, he pulls off both very well he he does he does but i'm just like oh wow you can do that too like it's like a pleasant sure. surprise i see what you mean yeah all right everyone for flicking and screaming i'm jet sprague don't hang up the fucking phone uh jt chipman evan fagundis we will see you next time as long as none of us are murdered by the next podcast it's a good encouraging note knock on wood good night everyone see ya